time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. A few weeks back, we were on family vacation at a regular place that we go to, right at the the ocean, really right on the waterway, the Intracoastal Waterway. And if you're not familiar with the Intracoastal Waterway, it's a body, kind of a shipping lane that goes really all the way down the East Coast and goes around uh, so that boats can make it down the East Coast without having to be in the ocean. It goes right through marshland in many areas. In fact, the area that I'm talking about is right in the marshlands. It cuts right through it. And our vacation spot was right on the waterway. Now, one of my top favorite things to do is to get up early and paddle out into the marsh. There's a certain creek system that goes through, and I always like to paddle down the waterway, hang a right right into the marsh, and paddle through the creeks that go back through the marshlands. It's just beautiful back there. And the nice thing is, because it's fairly shallow back there, not many boats can come through. In fact, Only at high tide can a boat make it through, and so it's usually just me. Sometimes off in the distance, I'll see somebody fishing, and I can see the ocean from that area. I can see the beach houses from that area, but all around me is just nature, this beautiful marshland with the grasses growing high. It's just a lovely sight for me, and in fact, it's one of those places that I often find myself most at peace. In fact, it's one of those places where I I find myself at least once a time having this somewhat spiritual experience of watching the wave motion of the water, not the waves in the water, but kind of the, the movement of the water and realizing how interconnected everything is. The waters are washing through, the tides coming in and out. I can see the wildlife. I can see all of these interconnections. And so I often paddle there just to get a respite from the busyness, and, and it gets me away from the, the rush of what life usually is for me. And in those moments, it's just me and the marsh. There's only one problem with this little piece. I can only go for a limited amount of time in each tide. It has to be about two hours before high tide or two hours after high tide. That's it. That's the only time that I can do it. The reason is because of the shallowness. It, it gets to be too shallow, And when that happens, I end up having to drag my board across the sand. It's not very much fun. It's kind of marshy and mushy back there. And so if I mess up, which I do at least once a vacation, I end up having to pick up my board and kind of march through the marsh. So I'm always watching the tide charts to figure out when I'm going to be able to go. The nice thing is when we first got to the beach, it was perfect. I got there at a point when it was about an hour and a half before a high tide. And so for the next few mornings, I had the chance of being out there during that period of time. And then something happened. We got past that point. So then it was either way too early for me to be out there or too late in the day when the family was going and the heat was there for me to take advantage of it. And I remember just looking at the chart going, wow, you know what? When it gets back to that, then I'm going to be able to go again. When it finally gets to that place, then I'm going to have to make sure I get up and go because that's my, my opportunity. Now, what's my point? My point is I was playing into a trap. It's the win-then trap. You might know it very well. The win-then trap is where you somehow fill in two pieces. When this happens, then I can finally do this. 
Over the past few weeks, I've been talking about my book, The Immutable Laws of Living, on lots of different podcasts and lots of different uh, radio interviews and a couple of TV spots and writing articles about that. And so I've been answering a lot of questions. And the big question is that I talk about the fact that it's not about happiness. That's one of the immutable laws. Life is not about happiness. Sometimes I'm challenged when people say, so you don't think people should be happy? And I said, well, that's not really the point. The point is when we get wrapped up in happy, we have a problem. That pursuit of happy, that's what gets us into trouble. I've talked about this in prior podcasts. I just recently talked about that happiness trap. And so I'm not going to go into details about that here, but I want to draw an important piece to understand. When we are playing into this trap of the when-then It's about when something happens. And you remember that that's the same root of happy and happen. They they borrow from the same root. Usually for us, if we're looking for how to be happy, we're looking for something to happen. You know, if I could just win the lottery, if I could just get that job, if I could just find the perfect spouse, if I could just fill in the blank, I'd be happy. That'd make me happy. What we have with that is a bit of a problem because then it always places happiness externally to us, which often puts it out of our control. So this is kind of related to that because when we're playing the win-then trap, we're talking about something when something happens. But it goes much deeper than that. We're often caught waiting for something to happen so we can, and I want you to, to, I'm going to give you a few and you can see if you can add some to it. Then we can be happy or then we could be free, or then we could find purpose, or then we could move forward, or then we could let go and forgive, or then we could, you fill in the blank. At some point, you've said, you know, when this happens, then I will get to be this. The problem is, there's really two problems. One is that we're always in wait mode. I've got to wait for this to happen before I can do something about it. When somebody finally gives me the money, then I'll start the business. When I finally have that great idea, then I'll start a business. When I finally get the degree, then I can start moving forward in life. When I meet the exact right person, the exact right circumstances, then my life will come together because I have the relationship I want. All of these put us in wait mode. The when is usually not like, I'm going to make that happen, and, and then it will you know get me there. And there are times when that is absolutely true. There is nothing I could do to change the tidal charts. That's not about me. That's about nature. So there's nothing I could do to, to rush it along, but I, I got stuck in wait mode. I had to wait for the tides to get right again so I could go back out to where I love being. That put me in wait mode. Sometimes wait mode is really something that we could either control by changing what we're aiming at or control by changing uh, how to get there. In this case, for instance, one day it occurred to me that I didn't have to go out in the marsh to have a nice paddle. I mean, the reason that I started paddling out in the marsh is because I like to paddle. I didn't have any idea about the marsh when I did that years ago, and so... What about the rest of the waterway? Because the waterway never drains. There's always water there. So I realized one day that I could get on my board and I could paddle up the waterway and have a great time paddling up the waterway. Now, obviously, it wasn't about being back in the marsh where I wanted to be. 
but I was able to change what the then had to be. The tide was always there. The water was always there to allow me to have a paddle. The problem was I'd committed to the marsh instead of just going out for a paddle. So the first problem is that it puts us in wait mode. When we're in wait mode, we're in passive mode. Something has to come upon us. Something has to externally come our way in order for us to make a shift. And that keeps us stuck. Not only that, but the second problem comes up. Because rarely does when actually solve the then. I talked with a person who told me that he was sure that when he finally got the business going, everything would finally come together. Everything would finally be happy for him. When he finally got that business going, then the business came together and he suddenly realized that he didn't have time for friends or family or the activities he thought he would do. The win of the business being successful, not, it, it didn't create the lifestyle he wanted. The then never happened. Met a person that told me that he figured when he finally got his inheritance, then finally, you know, he could do what he wanted in life. There's only one problem. When the inheritance came, so did the tax issues and the accounting issues, and suddenly he was miserable. He told me he would love to go back to the place where he was basically living check to check because at least then he didn't have all of the other issues at hand. You probably can relate to this, that there probably are times in your life when you kept idealizing the when and the then. And it might be as simple as you see something online that, you know, when that comes in the mail, when you order it and it comes in the mail, then that's going to do it. I have this conversation many times with people who are uh, in business on the internet who see some course that promises that it's going to transform how they do business. And they're always saying, when I, you know, I get through that course, then my business will take off. And they make it through the course and their business doesn't change. My suggestion is to think about the many times when that's the case for us, when the when doesn't get us to the then that we expected. We often uh, kind of inflate the possibilities of those external events. We inflate the possibilities of those things coming our way and how they will transform our life. There's this theory of homeostasis that we all are looking for kind of a basic level. This is true in nature. Uh, nature is always looking for a homeostasis, a stable point. And so if you have, for instance, a lake, if you go out and make a lake, that lake will find homeostasis eventually. It will find a place uh, where it is at a stable place. And uh, so that stable place <laughs> that we talk about, uh, it's where it can support the life there, right, in a, in a stable way. That's the same for our own life. We often have a fairly stable happiness and a, a fairly stable sense of where we are. And that stable sense is much more stable than we would like. Research shows that when people have great things come their way, about a year later, they return to their normal homeostasis. A lot of research has been done on people who have won the lottery who find that exact same thing, that they are end up at the exact same financial space within a few years or even a lower financial state than they had before the lottery. The research also shows on the opposite end that when bad things come our way, when bad things happen, not long after that, we return to our kind of base level state. 
It takes a whole lot to change that. Now, there are some things we can do to change those without anything happening externally. We can change what we're aiming for. We can change how we understand ourselves. We can, under, we can change what our goal is. Many people find that when they finally give up on their goal of happiness is what they're chasing to purpose and helpfulness, then their whole life changes. They create a new homeostasis. But in the when-then trap, they're waiting for the when to be the transformation of their then. And rarely does that really play out. The when-then trap is puts you in waiting for something to get you somewhere where you think you want to be. And then the then is an important part of the process because it ends up being the place that you can't get to. It's the, the thing that is still always out there. If you fall into the marketing ploys of Wall Street, you know this, where they try to get you to buy something because when you get that, whatever it is, that new clothing, that new deodorant, that new cologne, that new whatever, your life will be transformed. Then your life will get on track. Then you'll be popular. Then you'll be beautiful. Then you'll be whatever it is they want you to believe. So you get it. And find yourself right at the same place again with a few less dollars in your pocket, only to repeat it the next time because we keep falling into the win-then trap. The important part of this win-then trap is that we can begin to notice it in our life and make sure that we don't fall for it. It's not that we don't wait for things to happen and we don't get excited when there are new possibilities out there. We just know that it might not have anything to do with the then. Not only that, but when we get, break that trap, when we're no longer doing the win-then trap, we're not waiting. We can start building our life regardless of what's going on out there. Part of my theory of thriving is that thriving is about what you do in spite of what's going on out there. What you do in spite of all those struggles and difficulties in life because you're taking on those challenges. So... Does the win have to happen to get to the root then? That's the first question you want to be asking. Does the win have to happen in order to get to the then that you have on your mind? Sometimes there's a route to that then that's even more important. For instance, back to the beach. My then was I wanted to go paddle. wanted to enjoy being on the water and paddling, exercising, feeling nature around me. But as long as I was having to put it as when the tides finally are perfect, then I can go do that. The root of that had nothing to do with the marsh but being out. And I could do that at any point. But as long as I was waiting for the when, the then couldn't happen. The second question we want to be asking when we're in this when-then trap is, are there alternative paths to get there? Are there other ways that we could get to that same thing? If you're waiting for something out there, is there another way to get there? Because sometimes the what we're waiting for is beyond our control. Is there some place that we can pull it and look for a different way to get there that puts it within our control? Which then raises the question of what do you control of the when? That's a crucial question. Did I control the tides? No. But I had other choices. When I'm at the beach, I can always find a place to paddle. I had that in my control. When I get up early and choose to paddle, that's within my control. 
I talked with a young person the other day that had not gotten into the college that she had wanted to get into. She was devastated and thought that her whole career was lost. Now, she had gotten into a lot of other great schools, but not that one that she wanted to be in. So I began to ask her, you know, is, is there something else here that's within your control? And she said, well, yes, I, I guess. I could, I could go to one of those other schools and I could still do the major I wanted to, and, and maybe I could even excel. And she began to think through what was in her control. What was not within her control was to convince the admission committee to let her in where she wanted to be. What was in her control is taking advantage of the opportunities she, she had to get to where she wanted to. What was within her control? Her own actions her own choices of her aspirations. In the end, that's what we can control, our attitude, our aspirations, and our actions. The aspirations are the dreams we have. We can choose those. We might have to alter how we're going to get to that dream, but we get to choose our dreams. Our attitude, we get to choose whether we keep with the, the attitude of, I will do my best. The attitude that I will give it my best shot, I will keep pushing forward. And we always have a choice of our actions. Are we going to work towards that? Are we going to make it worthwhile? Are we going to keep pushing forward? So the question ends up being, can we shift either the when or the then? And can we start dealing with where we are now? Realizing that where we are now is the, the foundational point. We all have a choice of how we are in this immediate moment. We don't have to wait for something out there to give us what we want if we adjust what our expectation is and decide to take control of where we can. So my challenge to you as you're building your thriving life is to do the same thing I challenge myself to do, to find myself in the win-then trap and first question the wins, then question the thens, and figure out what my next path is. If this has been helpful, I would love it if you would check out my books. That's kind of the way I support this. Uh, if something is helpful and you want to thrive, you can work on that at the same time you support this podcast. The two books that would be most helpful for you are Thrive Principles. Those are 15 strategies for building your thriving life. You can find more about that at thethriveprinciples.com thethriveprinciples.com. And you can also find my latest book, The Immutable Laws of Living. I talk about different laws that we are breaking that keep us stuck because we're breaking them and how to get back on the path so that we get unstuck. You can learn more about that book by going to ineedthatbook.com. Ineedthatbook.com. And as always, you can find all of my material and all links to all of my books at leebalkum.com. That's leebalkum.com, spelled L-E-E-B-A-U-C-O-M.com. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you build your thriving life. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it.